0: This was earlier on when I was living with my host family in Ecuador. And by this time I was starting to get a little bit brave. You know, I was starting to say a couple more things without going to my phone and checking if what I was saying was correct or not. And I I had to walk to and from school. So I was walking home from school and my host family lived at the top of a big hill. And so it gets pretty hot in the afternoons in Quito in Ecuador. So I walked in the door and I was sweaty. I was like, In front of my whole family, my whole Ecuadorian family, I was like, estoy muy caliente.
1: (laughs) Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Fluent English with M, your place to learn about language, culture, and travel.
0: And also, welcome into an episode of Leadership and Yoga. Today, we're bringing you a collab that will teach you about learning languages, fluency, and also about teaching in general, whether that's teaching another language and also teaching yoga.
1: So we are both teachers. She's a yoga teacher. I'm a language teacher. So this is going to be kind of a fusion (laughs) conversation. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think we should tell them how we know each other. Sure.
0: So I think the first time that we really met each other was actually in a Spanish literature class. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know at the time how much our paths would continue to cross and the similar interest, I would say, that we developed in travel and living abroad in languages in general. But we both studied abroad in Ecuador in the exact same program I studied the year before. Exactly. You studied after. Mm -hmm. And I would say from there, when would have been the next time that our paths cross we probably took another spanish class together Mm -hmm. we took a few spanish classes
1: together but we were never really friends at that point we knew of each other and then we got more into communication as we started traveling the world more Mm -hmm. and just following each other on social media as we shared our journeys Mm -hmm. and also in language learning we just started as she said crossing paths when it came to our similar interests
0: i'm thinking that's that's pretty much it and then i started to see of course as you all know listening the wonderful content that you're Bringing to everybody, and I think that the art of facilitation and teaching—if you're listening to my podcast and you're one of my listeners—is a passion project of mine to understand how we can become better teachers. And so I'm very excited to to have this conversation with you today.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be very useful for us as teachers to learn from to learn from each other. (laughs) A blooper. And it's going to be good for you guys to learn about your teachers and also about our language learning journeys. So we're looking to give you guys some really useful tips today for all you Spanish learners and English learners. And of course, to share our journeys as language learners. We both have studied multiple languages and we live bilingual lives. (laughs) <laughs> so we will be sharing that with you as well.
0: Yeah, I think one of the most common questions that I receive, aside from questions about yoga, are definitely questions about how I learned Spanish, how I became fluent in Spanish. And nowadays I have clients that I work with entirely in Spanish. I have consultants that I work with, coaches that I hire in Spanish. and it has opened up an entirely new world. And so if you are starting to learn a new language, inspired or already on your way, um, we're here to say, keep after it, right? That's that's why Mm -hmm. we're here.
1: And our conversation is going to really help you find that motivation to keep going and keep learning despite all of the tough moments and the embarrassing (laughs) moments, which we're going to talk about some embarrassing moments in language learning. So stay tuned for that. I want to make sure that you guys know where to find us on these socials. So you can find me on Instagram
0: and TikTok at MLanguage and Shauna. You can find me at Shauna Crew. That's Shauna, K-R-U, on Instagram and on YouTube. It's also my website, shanacrew.com. So we'll leave those links
1: down below. Make sure to go follow us. If you like this episode, give it a like, subscribe and give us a five star review on Spotify. So how about we start our conversation? I have a
0: question for you, Shana. What languages do you speak? So, fluently, I actually only speak English, of course, and Spanish, and I am learning Portuguese. I've been learning Brazilian Portuguese for a while, as I know that you are also interested in yeah. Portuguese. And I'm soon to start learning French, actually, that's a recent project, and we're in the process right now of signing up for lessons for that. That's so, exciting. very exciting.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because I fluently speak English and Spanish. I have intermediate Portuguese, uh-huh. and I want... To to learn French.
0: Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. French is a beautiful language. So I'm thinking about it, but language learning is an investment, right? And it's a commitment. Yeah. So I'm iffy there. One day, one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is a huge investment in yourself, but I think it also opens up so many doors. I've had many jobs even when I used to work in law firms before becoming a full-time yoga teacher where I was hired because of the fact that I was able to speak Spanish and so those investments in yourself do pay off right absolutely
1: so let me ask you then what motivated you to learn Spanish
0: I think it started with when my family hosted an exchange student from Spain Uh, her name is Clara she's actually been on my podcast you can scroll back and find her episode and you know being exposed to new music new ideas and just the new energy. I think that a language really brings a new energy with mm-hmm. it. And immediately it was exciting to me. It felt like I felt some sort of a whisper, or like a pull or a desire to learn that language. So that was the initial spark. After that in college, I, a couple of my friends had done a gap year and they spoke fluent Spanish or nearly fluent and obviously was not their first language. And I was inspired by the idea of hey, if they could do it, I could do it as well. And so from there, I had the desire to study abroad. And that was really, I would say, the catalyst. That was the point where I actually was able to see that I could do it and that it was starting to come together.
1: I think of language learning, well, I think of languages as like a whole world. And I think one of the things that really motivated me to start learning Spanish was I saw this world of like Spanish music and Mm -hmm. Spanish literature and Spanish movies and Spanish people and Spanish countries (laughs) and food. And when you don't speak the language, you are left out of so many things because you can't really immerse yourself. Mm -hmm. And so to me, learning Spanish fluently and Portuguese as well is a way to enter that world, yes. to enter a new world, a new perspective, a new way of living your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what really motivates me to can continue learning languages is to be able to be a part of a world that i wasn't born into necessarily
0: absolutely and it's a whole new discovery process because i don't know if you feel this way but i sort of feel like who i am when i'm speaking spanish and what i sound like is entirely different and so what a magical thing to be able to enter into a new world and i remember that sensation actually when i was living in ecuador it felt like a new beginning. And I think that it felt like that for, obviously I was in a new physical space, but also I was in a new language and I was in a new way of sharing my ideas and who I am with the world. And kind of from a blank slate, from yeah. a, a fresh start.
1: Yeah, honestly, and it and it brings a different side of your personality, Yes, a new you. You're yeah. really reborn <laughs> in a different language and in an intentional way. Mm-hmm. and you can be who you want to be. Yes. And you can say what you want to say and express yourself in a different way mm-hmm. because there are different tools in different languages, right? I yes. mean, for me, I can talk about things like work, maybe I can talk about travels very well in English, mm-hmm. also in Spanish. But in Spanish, I might be able to talk more about emotions and more about my feelings yeah. and maybe tell a more passionate story. Mm-hmm. So I think it really does affect the way that you present yourself in the world. And it's such a beautiful thing to be intentional about how and why you do that.
0: And it's also interesting too, because I feel like there's a beauty in simplicity when you're beginning, so maybe, you're saying, well, I feel very far from being able to express myself like that in another language. And I still kind of question if I'm able to express the same things in Spanish as I am in English. But there's a beauty in that as well. Um, Even when I teach yoga in Spanish, I realize that I can't put any of the automatic fluff or the automatic sort of elaborate wording that I would usually put there because I just don't have that vocabulary necessarily in that area in the world of yoga. so it actually like you said causes me to be much more intentional about what it is that I'm actually sharing.
1: Right. And I think that's one of the really challenging things about learning languages is the constantly having to be intentional in what you say, which can be exhausting, mentally exhausting, yes. but challenges <laughs> make you grow.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think I'm a big fan and a big believer of be uncomfortable at least once per day. You know, push yourself outside of that boundary, let yourself be the fool. And I know it's easier said than done. We were actually just chatting about how we're both Virgos and so almost our birthdays for number one, (laughs) but also that tendency for perfectionism, right? And wanting it to be perfect. And I remember many times holding back things that I wanted to say because I was worried that it will come out wrong and it has come out wrong before, definitely. But if you don't let it come out in that way, you're never going to grow, right? Right. Um, It's the same thing with if you're, you know, whatever it is that you're choosing to do, whether that's yoga or maybe another sport, at the same time, you know, you have to go through that phase of letting yourself be the fool if you ever want to to improve and to grow.
1: Yeah, and if you don't make that mistake, you'll never learn how to not make it. Mm -hmm. So you're just staying in the same spot always. Yeah. Right. Let yourself make mistakes and learn from them because those are our life lessons. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are our teachers in life. So learn from your mistakes. Don't be ashamed to say dumb things in other languages. Speaking of saying dumb things in other languages, she knows what's coming. (laughs) I can guess the question. (laughs) Tell me about a time that you said something embarrassing in Spanish.
0: There's been so many (laughs) times, so many times. Um, I'm going to go with one of the first ones that I remember and one of the biggest mistakes that I I would say, yeah, probably the most obnoxious, crazy example I can think of. Um, This was earlier on when I was living with my host family in Ecuador. And by this time, I was starting to get a little bit brave. You know, I was starting to say a couple more things without going to my phone and checking if what I was saying was correct or not. And I I had to walk to and from school. So I was walking home from school and my host family lived at the top of a big hill. And so it gets pretty hot in the afternoons in Cuba. So I walked in the door and I was sweaty, I was like in front of my whole family, my whole Ecuadorian family. I was like, Estoy muy caliente. (laughs) I didn't know. Of course, their faces were shocked and they were like, Tienes calor? Like you have heat, right? And so if you're a Spanish speaker, you already get the, you get the joke, but if you're an English speaker, I will explain it to you. Essentially, there's different ways of saying hot, as in like you are, you are warm versus like hot, like I'm hot as a person. And so basically I had just walked into my host family one afternoon and just told them all like the equivalent of I'm so turned on. (laughs) So it's just so humiliating and I didn't even realize it at first, you know, but of course I don't even know at what point it came up in like Spanish class or something and I, I thought back to that moment and was like, ah, that is why their faces were so horrified because I just said that to them. And so, yeah, that's just one of the examples. I've done a lot of things like that. But people know, you know. Yeah. I think like even them, they don't they don't speak English, but they know. You know, everybody knows that if you don't know another language. Um, you might not get it quite as clearly but I think nowadays at least most people have some exposure to other languages it's very international world so um, there's a lot of understanding I feel like in compassion yeah in, definitely for language learners yeah
1: and the way that I see this story is I think it's better for you to make that kind of mistake in front of your family yes. right? your host family <laughs> who will compassionately correct you and say no worries this is how you say it Rather than imagine if you were out with some friends and you meet some new people and you say that. Yes. And they take you literally. Right. (laughs) So you learn in the right context.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think regardless. Right. You have to, if you want to do something as difficult as learning another language, I applaud you because to get to fluency, it's the most beautiful breakthrough. I would say one of the most beautiful breakthroughs I've had in my entire life. Yeah, You know, it gives you so much purpose, so much meaning, but you really have to be willing to go through those kind of things. There's no way around it, right? There's no escaping it. So you either kind of accept it and start sooner than later. So hopefully you can- Start sooner. Start, (laughs) yeah. You can start in front of your family and friends, um, because if you're not willing there, it's a whole wild world out there.
1: Definitely. How long it took you to obtain the level that you have today? So this Mm -hmm. fluency in Spanish.
0: So I would say five years ago is when I started seriously studying Spanish um, in terms of really dedicating myself to it. And I want to say within probably like a three year window, I was able to probably two, honestly, two to three year window. um, I was at the level that I am today. And so what my process looked like was I just started listening to lots of podcasts. So thank you, teacher. Thank you, teacher, for providing you English to, to listen to because that was a big, big part of my process. I would put in a Spanish podcast, even if I didn't understand everything, and I would just have it there. So I was getting my ear used to the accent and in addition to that it takes time of course studying grammar but I also am very lucky because my partner is from Venezuela and so that's another thing that really helped me of course as being around someone who speaks so if that's not your case don't worry you know there's lots of different groups that you can join there's different ways that you can get that that push and that that opportunity to have conversation I think that that's really what does it. Because studying from a book, you know, in in high school, I, I didn't leave that experience being able to speak. You know, and I never would have been unless I had someone to push me, Mm -hmm. honestly.
1: So it took you about two to three years to Mm -hmm. have this kind of fluent Spanish, which granted you had a bit of an advantage with your partner. So you had a (laughs) constant conversation partner, which guys definitely find a conversation partner or someone to speak with or a language teacher to help you in your journey because it's so necessary to Mm -hmm. practice speaking. So what kind of tips would you give to English learners or language learners in general Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. who want to learn another language but are having some difficulties maybe because they don't have this advantage of being mm-hmm. having immersion yeah. you know what kind of tips can you give to language learners yeah
0: i would say the biggest one that i can give you is immerse yourself in it at least once per day i mean you can take a day off that's fine but other than that really five days a week six if you can even if it's not an active study so say you know you really don't have time in any given day which that's a whole nother topic because that means it's probably not a priority right Um, so prioritize it as much as you can no matter what at least listen to some music in that language listen to a podcast in that language that you're trying to learn. Sit down, write a few sentences, whatever comes to your mind, but some way, somehow, find a way to continue to increase that immersion. So I'm thinking about you know, myself as an example. I started to take notes at work in Spanish. I started to, to take notes even in school in Spanish, in a class that was being taught in English. And so look for any sneaky way that you can to continue to have your brain think about the language. And the other, the second piece of advice I would give is that know that that tiredness that you feel, it's kind of like clumsy and it makes you feel um, less efficient, I guess, would be a good way to describe it. That does not last forever. And the sooner that you can keep working on it, the sooner you're going to get out of that kind of bogged down, which I know is a very, (laughs) I guess, a random term. So um, to describe that to you in another way, just kind of feeling too heavy to make progress. So Mm -hmm. know that it's okay to feel like in the beginning that you're going really slow or that it's really hard.
1: I'm so happy that you mentioned that actually because I think this is the first time that someone like explicitly talks about the exhaustion that comes with really learning a language. And I remember when the first time that I went to Spain like six years ago, When I was studying there, there came a day, I think I was there for like two weeks. Everything in Spanish, right? My classes and obviously I was there talking to Spanish people. And I just remember one day I woke up and I could not bring myself to get out of bed. Like I couldn't bring myself to go to class because I'm like, I'm tired. I need to sleep. Like my brain, (laughs) my brain hurts. I do not have the energy in me to Mm -hmm. go to class and take talks more Spanish, like I'm done. I need to rest for today. Yes. And that's part of the process. So if that happens to you, Mm -hmm. let yourself rest, but understand that, as Shauna said, this feeling won't last forever. Mm -hmm. And there will come a breakthrough point, a point in your journey where you can speak your Mm -hmm. second language without feeling exhausted.